Movies. Oh, welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I'm one of your big boys, Matt Beebe. I'm another big boy, John George. And John, um, don't laugh. Don't like. Don't I won't. make fun of me or anything. I did over the break because we're coming back from a little bit of break. I did get a little something. Yeah. Uh, I thought you would like it, but now I don't know if you would like. <laughs> yeah. Like, here, just like take take a look at that. You oh, see that? On oh my, hip? my god! Yeah. You got my name tattooed yeah, on your hip. And really fancy writing. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you would like. I thought maybe you'd be like, forgive me for all that stuff I did yeah, to you. You did a lot of bad yeah, shit to me. Yeah, that um, happened off the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I forgive you. Oh, good. Okay, so it wasn't it wasn't totally worth yeah. not worth it. Honestly, to, uh, you got a tattoo of my name. It's, yeah, that's worth yeah, it. it's right on my butt too. So. Okay, Marty's mooning us now. Oh, and he has oh, a tattoo of both of our names wow, Marty, on his ass. Come on, Marty. <laughs> Marty, we weren't mad at you. You didn't have to do that. God. Oh, uh, Marty. Oh. Ugh. God, I've never seen such a flat butt. That was weird. It was real. It was like almost like he didn't have one. Yeah. Speaking of Marty, he just got back from the Hilton Hotel. Is that where it was? I don't fucking know. <laughs> the Golden Globes. The Golden Globes. They were somewhere in Los Angeles. Yeah. Or it was the was the Hilt the Hills something the Hills. Oh, you know what? Now I remember why I was mad at Marty. The Beverly Hilton Hills. <laughs> the Beverly Hills. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I was mad at Marty because he didn't invite us to the Golden Globes. I know. I'm upset. Yeah. I wanted to sit at his table with him and have Ricky Gervais call me a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted you know? to be called a piece of shit by I Ricky. Just, I wanted Ricky to really lay <laughs> into me and all and how bad I am. How about those big boy movies, huh? Yeah. Those stupid Look idiots. like some, some little boys <laughs> to me. I'm Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Remember the less funny version of The Office? <laughs> that one was me. I made that one. Yeah. Uh yeah, the Gold Globes happened, and I guess since we're a movie podcast, we should talk about we should, them. We should talk about them a little bit. Yeah, we we uh did a little a wager mm-hmm. uh, among a we few were in a different pool. people. Yeah, we were in a pool. <laughs> we were in a big to, Hollywood pool. <laughs> it relates to the uncut gems. That's yep. why we have it on this episode. We mm-hmm. did make a bet. Made a little bit of a bet. Only five dollars. Yeah. but we made a bet. I put five dollars down on a. Uh, some not great predictions for the yeah. Golden Globes. I don't know what my final score was because I was just upset yeah. by the end. We were both very mad at the end, and but I, you more so because you almost Because I had a chance yeah. to win, and then, well, it's my fault. I My dislike of Joker got me into this spot. I think we, I think we were both right. With Adam Driver, yeah, the f- I, I couldn't believe when I saw the list and everyone, everyone. who wasn't us said Joaquin Phoenix for best actor. But they were right, all right. Yeah, <laughs> they were right, and I was like, "How is that even possible?" Yeah, I d- I didn't either, but I kind of expected it because the person who put this on was my professor Ryan Rogers, who yes. I actually sent a link of this podcast to, so he could oh. listen to this one. What's he- up, Ryan Rogers? Um, I didn't go to your school, but it sounds nice. <laughs> he, yeah, he uh, texted me about the Joker one. Joker one, day. he said he liked it a lot. So oh. I was like, well, he's probably gonna pick one. He rigged the Golden Globes. Yes, exactly. Um, I don't have like a list of awards, but I remember specific awards that upset me. BB, yeah. Do you remember any? Oh God, hold on, we're tangled up. Uh, untangled okay untangled remember that movie tangled yes i do remember the movie tangled i i've worked with footage of it recently nice (laughs) i like that one actually it is a good one yeah 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, we could just continue talking about Joaquin. I got nothing else to say about I, it, really. But Joaquin he had is, a speech. He had an interesting speech. He, had an, he definitely had an interesting <laughs> speech. Uh, like, he was good in the Joker. We both, I think, yeah. agree that he was the best part of Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, but Adam Driver acted. Yeah. He acted really hard, and I thought he deserved it. <laughs> I definitely thought, I don't know. Everyone knows Marriage Story is my you know. favorite movie of the year. Yeah, and I, so. I was digging through those um, those like Golden Globe prediction articles and everything, trying to get my, my votes just right. Uh, and a lot of them were saying Joaquin was the favorite for it, and a lot of them were like, oh, he lost 50 pounds for this role. And I'm like, well, losing weight isn't acting. <laughs> <laughs> That's just losing weight. That's acting. Yeah, I saw a tweet that was like, in this scene, Joaquin Phoenix dislocated his knee. And it's yeah. like... That's acting, I guess. I guess. <laughs> so I, I mean, get at least on, that's that's like on set. Yeah, but whereas, should I get on camera and just dislocate my knee? Yeah, and uh, then I'm an actor. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll film that later. <laughs> okay. We'll, we can put that on Twitter. Sweet. Uh, but yeah, that's Joaquin. One, he made a speech about how yeah. they got they got to stop using the private jets because they're celebrities. Yep. Uh, oh, other other one I was mad about best supporting actress. Oh yeah, J J Lo absolutely should have had that. Wait, who won it? Laura Dern. Oh yes, I voted for Laura Dern. Yes, well you, win. I voted for J Lo because I'm smart, uh, and apparently everyone else <laughs> is an idiot, and chose Laura Dern, and they all got it right. I can't believe that. Like There's, Laura Dern's a great actress. Here's the thing: Laura Dern should have been nominated for this movie. We have a poster of Little Women. Yeah, right in front we are of me. looking at a poster of Little Women. She was a great supporting actress in Little Women. Mm-hmm. She was. Not as much a supporting actress in marriage. She had a role, but it yeah. wasn't like as I mean, big as J Lo in I Hustlers. guess any any role that's not the lead role, is I guess, supporting. is supporting. Um but just Laura Dern playing kind of a sassy lawyer is not nearly, in my opinion, of the same caliber as J Lo learning to pole dance <laughs> and just being the most charismatic character like we've seen in yeah. a movie for a long time. You know? It's, I, pro- it's mainly because she J-Lo is the best act, actor in that movie, I yeah. believe. Laura Dern was not the best performance in Marriage Story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so J-Lo does stand out to me more. Although um, I love Laura Dern. I do. I also love Laura Dern. Love Jurassic Park. Uh, love Laura Dern. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she, <laughs> Laura Dern. She's done other movies. Um, if you haven't heard of, the t- heard of or watched The Tale, it's an HBO movie from last year. That's very mm, good. Okay. Watch that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was the other one I was mad about. Um, uh, and then 1917. I yeah. think we were both mad about, but we can't be, we mad, can't be uh, mad. We can't officially be mad yet. <laughs> we have to see the movie, and then I can go out and be like, this didn't deserve it. Yeah, then we're... we're <laughs> Chances are we're going to be mad. Yeah. I'm going to put it out there in, uh, I'd say, I guess, two weeks from now, two weeks yes. from when you listen to this podcast, uh, we we will find out if we had the right to be mad about 1917 yeah. winning everything. Because technically, I mean, the movie was out in L.A. when this Golden Globes happened, but it was yeah. not out anywhere else besides L.A. and New yes. York. Yeah. It's coming It's coming out tomorrow night, which I, it's going to be confusing oh, to you okay. listening, um, but it's coming out uh, January 9th. Okay. In everywhere. So, um, yeah. So, not too many people could be mad. That's also weird because now most people are going to associate 1917 as a 2020 movie and it's going to win all these like 2019 awards. Yeah. Um, Technically, I I don't know. I don't know when they count release it's on Letterboxd. It's when it comes out in the country it first comes out in, basically. So, it's confusing. 
Um, but yeah, I was upset about that mainly because yeah. I was like, I mean, give it if you give it to the Irishman, I understand. Yeah, well, my money was on the Irishman. Yeah. I didn't even like the Irishman, and I thought it was going to win Best Picture. And I think it comes down to Netflix hatred still. Like I think Marriage that's part Story, of it, yeah. Marriage Story and the Irishman won jack shit. They didn't do anything. Yeah. They literally did nothing. And I thought they were my two favorites going in. I thought they're going to get the most awards. But yeah. The two that's Netflix crazy. Games. I mean, like Marriage Story, you can argue because it is sort of a smaller indie kind of thing, but... It's Martin Scorsese, exactly. right? You think he's just... And it's Martin Scorsese and his boys. Oh, yeah. He made a movie with his boys. De Niro, Pesci, they're all yeah. back. And Pacino. Pacino here for the first time, but I don't think anyone knew that. Yeah. I think everyone <laughs> assumes... like, oh, Pacino's been in every yeah, Scorsese. Of course he has. How could he not have been? <laughs> I, I remember seeing him in The Departed. I remember seeing yeah. him in all these. And Wolf of Wall Street. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that was, that was very surprising to me. Um... Oh, there's something else I want to bring up. I'll think of it. Uh, I have this Little Women poster on the table, so I think I should bring up this. Because mm-hmm. um, I think Greta Gerwig definitely deserved a, deserved a nomination for a director. I really do. Um, so, And Little Women did not. Cersei Ronan was like the only nomination alongside the score, whoever made the score. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot she was nominated too. Yeah, so not much Little Women love at all, um, which I do think it'll get Oscar love. So yeah. Yeah. I'm very curious to see what the Oscars uh, has this year. Oh, that was the other thing I was going to say is one of the character categories that I got right, that pretty much everyone else got wrong was best screenplay, which went to once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so to me, it was obvious. Cause I was like, it's Tarantino. He's going to win best screenplay. Okay. That's what he does. Uh, so that was like a really standard like what you assume the Academy would do kind of award. That's why I also thought I was so safe with the Irishman. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. That, that felt safe to me as well. I mm-hmm. was like, not like in my opinion, parasite was, was the best one. Yes. I think I chose parasite. Yeah. I mean, and it wasn't, that was, that was one of the awards where I was just thinking with my Academy. Brain. Yeah. I, I was thinking, you know, uh, Quentin Tarantino writing a script. Yeah. He's nominated. He's going to get it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, when that award came up and I was like, oh, I chose Parasite, I'm going to lose that. Mm. <laughs> because, yeah. uh, well, Parasite got its one award. It got its foreign language, which, by the way, wasn't even in the pool. Yeah, our pool didn't have a few of the awards, and one of them was foreign language film. Yeah. I guess it's because this this pool is not for just us who live in L.A., yeah. so, so it's harder to see those movies outside of the city. Yeah, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is out in February in anywhere else yeah, besides yeah. here, and it, it's not even playing here anymore. It was only for a week. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but all the other, I mean, God, that's that category was stacked. It was honestly my best picture because Portrait yeah. of a Lady on Fire is on there. The Farewell was on there. Mm-hmm. Parasite was on there. Mm-hmm. Um, all three of those movies are in my top five for last year. Yeah. So I was like, this is basically my best picture category right here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, Bong, Joon- Bong Joon-ho had a fantastic speech also. Yeah, everyone's been quoting it. It's I've seen all the gifs and the, yeah. the pictures and I don't have to repeat it here. You probably yeah, you've you've probably heard he's seen it's it. It's the subtitled quote. Yeah. And it's a great one. Um Yeah, so uh we we've had our little taste of award season. I assume we'll probably have a pool for the Oscars too, right? Yeah. Uh, he said he mentioned that they try to do the Oscars, but he doesn't like doing the Oscars as much because it's longer. Oh, okay. Which makes sense. It is longer. It's yeah. four hours, and, that, and this one was three hours, which already felt so long. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, we'll see. We should still do uh, Oscar like predictions once the nominations and everything come out. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it for Golden Globes for this, but Golden Globes aren't as yeah. Who good. cares? Golden Globes aren't as good. Uh, Leo got two Golden Globes before he got an Oscar. No one gave a shit. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just not. I, they pick so many random things that I'm just so confused. It's also just bizarre that they split things into musical and yeah. comedy and drama. And it's like half the things that get put in the musical comedy category are just dramas that have jokes in them. Yeah. That the studios just pass off because it's easier to win that category. Exactly. Super weird. Because Once yeah. Upon a Time in Hollywood was there. That was the winner of the that one. Yeah. Right? And again, that, that movie's funny. Yeah. Is it a comedy? No. I mean, the biggest defender is a few years ago when Get Out was nominated for oh, Best yeah. Musical Comedy. Yeah, I, because of that, I did think Joker would be in musical comedy. Yeah, was like, right. I I did, did not like. That's what I said to my dad. I was like, it feels like Joker would not be in drama usually. Yeah, but it was. Uh, yeah, I guess WB felt like it was a strong enough movie to not I, hide behind comedy. Yeah. Apparently, it was. It was nominated. It was a five. It was one of the five. Yeah. Um. Yeah, some of those five. What What were the five again? Because one of them was just like this doesn't belong here at all. The five drama ones. Yeah, I don't. I don't even remember. Yeah, Parasite. No, Parasite was also musical comedy, wasn't it? I don't even know if it was nominated uh, for one of the best ones. Ugh. Or the farewell was. So that's yeah. weird. Um, but yeah, Marriage Story, Irishman, nineteen seventeen, Joker, and I don't remember the last one. All right. Well, we saw some movies that weren't at the Golden Globes. Uh, yeah. This over this break. Well, maybe some of them were for me. Some of them were Golden Globe things for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I rewatched the movies, but yeah. let's talk about other movies besides those. Yeah, we did watch a lot of movies over this break, so we're going to be splitting them up between this yeah. episode and the next episode. Yeah. Um, so uh, to cover it, I think we can both talk about a movie, in quotes, <laughs> I guess, which is John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. A special of sorts. Yes, a comedy special. Well, don't introduce your dad to this thing by saying, want to watch the new John Mulaney special? Because he will assume that means he's going to stand on a stage and tell jokes. And tell jokes, yes. My dad, John does. My dad left after 15 minutes of this. Okay. Being like, this isn't funny. Yeah, your dad and I, I think, are generally <laughs> yeah. on the same page with this. Um, yeah, a lot. Of, I'm not. I gave it three and a half. I... Didn't like it as much as I love John Mulaney. Yeah, I do too. Did not like this as much as his other things. Yeah. A lot of people are giving this tons of love. They mm. love this thing. I just, it didn't land for me. Yeah, no, I also started it being like, oh, it's John Mulaney. So, and I knew it wasn't going to be a stand up thing, mm. but I was still excited because he's very funny. Um, and I just got through the first few songs and just got bored. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I need to watch any more of this. And I turned it off. Uh, and then the next day I woke up and people were tweeting about Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> who we know I am a huge fan of because of my best, best of the decade He's list. A star. Um, and so I was like, well, got to turn it back on. <laughs> and sure enough, Jake Gyllenhaal shows up as the closing act and he's the best part of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I immediately gave it three stars just because <laughs> of him and his, his whole song, which is very funny. Yeah. And I have listened to multiple times. Oh yeah since finishing the special his part is the best part my friend george actually his review specifically he gave it four stars on letterboxd but specifically said the worst part was jake Gyllenhaal. oh really and i was like oh that's the exact wow. opposite of me yeah me too 
Um, and I guess I could, his, his explanation was like, it's different from the rest. The rest of it is like kids being kids and it's like about kids. And yeah. The last one's like about Jake Gyllenhaal and he's funny and being stupid. That's true. Um, so that was his reasoning, which I guess makes sense, but I think the, it's like the opposite. That was the reason I liked it so much. Yeah. Because, because it wasn't the kids yeah. and just like random weird, like thoughts John Mulaney had that he turned into a song. Yeah. The best songs are the ones you can, you know, are John Mulaney. Like, yeah. The Noodles song is, I think, my favorite one besides Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, the Noodles was very a, a relatable sort of thing. Yeah, I could totally, I could just, the grandma one felt very Mulaney to me too. Yeah. Um, Our gram, grandma's got a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then there was one random, the one where there's a white lady crying on the yes, street. I that really one went enjoyed. on for way longer than I thought it would. <laughs> I, for some, I randomly just really enjoyed that. Like, it wasn't even funny to me. I was yeah. just like, I'm just enjoying this musical bit yeah, right now. Yeah, it's a nice song. Yeah. Um, yeah, but most of it I was not laughing or just kind of like, oh, it's cool. It's well made. Yeah. But. Yeah, I would say if you're going to watch it, watch it for Jake Gyllenhaal. There's also kind of a funny moment about obituaries that I liked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was funny. But otherwise, I it was like I turned it off. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's about as much as I can say is if I hadn't heard about Jake Gyllenhaal, I wouldn't have gone back and finished it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you'll enjoy it more if you don't go in being like, this is a, another comedy special for John yeah. Mulaney because it it's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. We both saw that separately. Yes. Because it was the big Netflix thing. It was. I didn't even know it existed until like I just was at home bored and I turned on Netflix and it was right there. Yeah. John Mulaney. Yeah. Um, uh, one more movie from each of us, I guess. Yeah. You go first. Okay. Uh, since we were, uh, it was the holiday Christmas break, I decided to go back and watch a movie I had surprisingly never seen before, which is a Christmas based movie. Uh, it was Batman Returns. Mm. I I wanted to watch sort of a holiday themed thing. Uh, I wasn't going to do Die Hard because I'm not going to wade into that <laughs> argument. But Batman Returns takes place during Christmas. And uh, I'll read my letterboxed review, which is in 1992, Tim Burton dared to ask the question. What if Batman was extremely dumb and bad at his job? <laughs> and, and that is the whole movie. It's just, I feel like we're spoiled a little bit with these Nolan movies that yeah, take probably. Batman very seriously. Yeah. And because, successfully so. Yeah. Yeah. And do it in a way where you take it seriously yeah. without the movie begging you to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so going back to this old campy 1992 movie that was very clearly made for kids is really bizarre. Obviously the big draw for this one is, uh, Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer as Penguin and Catwoman, respectively. And they're definitely the best part of the movie, just as character actors. Mm -hmm. The story is complete nonsense. (laughs) Uh, The bad guy, the main bad guy, his name is Max Shrek. Um, (laughs) Like the Swamp Ogre. Is this in the comics or do they just... I don't... I've never heard of Shrek before. Maybe there's a comic villain, but no comic I have read has ever had Shrek in it. Okay. And his big evil plan is to build a power plant that doesn't generate power. It sucks up power. (laughs) And it's never explored. It's like a throwaway line um, because his whole thing is he's going to the mayor. He's going to Bruce Wayne. He's like, oh, I want to build a new power plant. And everyone's like, well, why? Gotham has a surplus of power right now. We don't need any more power plants. And he's like, oh, but, but what if we run out of power? You'll really want this new one. 
and then later Michelle Pfeiffer's uh, like sneaking through his files and she turns to him and she's like you're building a power plant that sucks up power not generates it and he's like yeah and then that's it that's as far as that concept is explored there's okay. no reason why he wants to do it. No, like, evil Chaos. plan. Joker. Yeah, this I is guess. the Joker. It's a prequel to the Joker and, movie. You know, Michelle Pfeiffer turning into Catwoman also doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> it somehow makes more sense than the Catwoman movie, which is There's actual. A Catwoman movie. Have you never heard of the Catwoman movie? It's starring it? Holly Berry. Yeah. It's one of the worst movies ever made. Damn. Uh, it's horrendously bad. Yikes. Uh, but Holly Berry is Catwoman in that movie, and they have a similar thing where Michelle Pfeiffer's character gets pushed out a window, and she, you know, falls a million stories, and I guess dies, and then a whole bunch of cats come out of the woodwork, and then she gets up and she's alive again because I guess she has nine lives. Uh. It's never established though that she really likes cats or anything, or <laughs> is like uh, just friends with cats. Friends just... with cat? Nothing. It's literally just like all these cats show up when she dies, and now she's Catwoman. She must be a dog. She goes nuts and becomes. Oh yeah, please <laughs> let's save that. <laughs> um, yeah, she she just goes insane and becomes Catwoman and. Her her motivations are very unclear. Danny DeVito's motivations are really strange. Because he's a penguin, dude. Well, he's very much a penguin. <laughs> and here's something I didn't expect would happen in the movie. Part of the plot is the movie is Max Shrek trying to get the penguin elected as mayor of Gotham. And he is a penguin. He is a penguin <laughs> man who like spits black tar out of his mouth. <laughs> and people I mean, are down to yeah. vote for him. Yes, actually, as it turns out, like all of Gotham is totally fine with voting for Penguin <laughs> until one pivotal scene where he gets exposed as a fraud. What? Um, this this tar spitting yeah, man is this, actually a fraud. This horrifying man that eats cats in the sewers <laughs> is apparently not fit to be our mayor. I don't want to. I don't want to vote yeah. for this guy anymore. Um, but yeah, and then otherwise, like Batman's barely there. He's he's like barely part of the movie. He says very little. He does very little. He wears reading glasses, which mm. is weird. It's Wait, weird who plays think, Batman in this? Uh, Michael Keaton. Oh, he Michael Keaton also has that mouth, you know, that looks really weird. Yeah, <laughs> he's got that mouth. You know how his mouth does? Yeah, look his up mouth a, does. look up a picture of Michael Keaton. You'll see how his mouth do. Yeah, he's the Birdman. Yeah, so his mouth do that, and uh, it just looks weird in a Batman costume. Okay. There's so much, but I could, we could do an, honestly, I feel like we maybe should do an entire episode on Batman Returns. Okay. There is so much to deconstruct in okay. that movie. I'm down. Timmy um, Burton. Yeah. I gave it three stars because the Tim Burton visually style, stylings are really good as always. Mm. And the character acting is really great. Even if the story like does nothing for okay. them. Cool. Yeah. Um, I rewatched Game Night. Game Night. Which is one of my favorite movies from 2018. And my review of it mentions it, but uh, yeah, I I just realized that I hadn't rewatched it this year, so I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll do that. Nice. And loved it, loved it. Loved <laughs> still, it. I still love still it. Still love it. It's still one of my favorite comedies ever. I enjoy the heck out of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Jason Bateman is great in it. And who's that other guy? Matt Meet Damon. Matt oh, Damon. Matt Damon. Uh, oh, God, what's his name? I know his name. Don't tell me. I know. I now know it. You, you're going to have to uh, it. His his character's name is Todd in Breaking Bad, but mm-hmm. his real name isn't Todd. No, because his real name is Jesse Plemons. Yes, got it. Jesse Plemons uh, is so fantastic in this movie. He's a great actor. 
he is one of that his character in this movie Gary the cop is one of my favorite characters written in a comedy ever it's just hilarious um yeah this movie's great i almost i almost watched it just like right as my first movie in 2020 Mm -hmm. as well because i was just like well might as well i'm gonna rewatch this. start off the decade right yeah exactly yeah Uh, have you uh watched black mirror at all yeah okay so you know uh jesse plemons's episode Mm -hmm. yeah it's a great one i watched half of that season and that was one of the episodes i watched yeah that season was kind of inconsistent the most recent season of black mirror was not good oh yeah that's what i've heard and yeah when season when that season was not that great i was not that excited for the next season mm-hmm. uh but the early episodes of that show are fantastic oh I'd they're like so good them. yeah um and yeah as as time has gone on they've just gotten like weird yeah and like, i don't know i feel like they're running out of ideas over yeah. at black mirror um what a, what if an iphone you could talk to you <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you see that tweet that was like a synopsis of every black mirror that was like what if me iphone was me mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's basically <laughs> yeah what if i dated <laughs> what if i dated my computer no that's the movie her oh yeah my bad yeah <laughs> I thought that was an episode of Black Mirror. I when mean, I it honestly it. could have been. It, Probably, it has the same like style and structure. Yeah, except there's no like dark ass ending. Yeah, it's not sad. as like <laughs> it's it like has, it's a sad ending, but it's not like a Black Mirror yeah, sad bleak. ending. Yeah, yeah, it's not like the world sucks. Oh sh- yeah, it's not like oh fuck, I have to live here now. <laughs> Black Mirror. We should make a Black Mirror podcast, maybe. Yeah, that, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. We could do a little spinoff. Call yeah. it. Uh, Big boy mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> Big black boys. Uh, I had to get it out. I'm sorry, everyone. I don't think we're allowed to do that. No, I don't think we are either. <laughs> oh, it'd be funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, Uncut Gems, that's what this episode's about. This episode is about Uncut Gems. I'm conf- I got confused because we saw a movie before this. <laughs> yes, That's, that's yeah. the episode recording after. We're, we're, getting, we're getting to Uncut Gems, and uh, we're going to talk about it now. Yeah, uh, I believe I've talked about it on this podcast before mm-hmm. because I saw it yes. on my birthday, which was like a month ago at this yeah. point. Um, if you don't know th- what this movie is, it's directed by the Safdie brothers. Love the Safdie brothers. They're the new brothers. Um, Josh and Benny. The new brothers. <laughs> They're the brand new brothers in Hollywood, mm-hmm. getting things done. We we yeah. You've seen the Russos. You've you've heard <laughs> seen, of the Duffers. You heard the Coens. You had the Wachowskis, but they're not brothers anymore. They're sisters. So. We got the Safties. <laughs> yes, that's the point. Yeah. We have the Safties now. They're, I, I'd like to see them hang out with the Duffers, see what yeah, they can do Safties, together. Yeah, they have similar soundtrack taste. My review of Uncut Gems actually mentions the Duffer Brothers show oh, yeah. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. So, God, apparently they relate a lot. Could you imagine uh, like a season or an episode of Stranger Things directed by the Safty Brothers? <laughs> be very different. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think the kid actors would be like, why am I in this? I don't want to do this. <laughs> Guys, I, my voice is so hoarse. We've been screaming for three days. It's just like, all right, Finn Wolfhard, take cocaine. Uh, Finn, Finn, how many times can you say fuck in 30 seconds? <laughs> Finn, Finn would totally be down. Oh, yeah. It would be the other people who would be like, no, I don't no, want please. to. Please. I'm a 16-year-old kid. <laughs> Safties, please. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, Safety Brothers directed one movie before. It's called Good Time. Yes. Uh, I guess some other movies. I don't think, I don't know if they're full length. 
Um, they might all be shorts. Yeah, they're they're like big. You know, de- their directorial debut was Good, Good time. time, and this is their second film with Chad Robert Panson, which I wish Uncut Gems had, but it's fine. Yeah, I mean, listen, you can't <laughs> you can't wear out the pat. He's out there building up muscle for Batman now, mm-hmm. and he was too busy chewing the lighthouse yeah. to be in this one, so yeah, that's yeah. fine. Uh, but yeah, Uncut Gems. Let's go. General thoughts before we get into spoilers. All right. Uh, my general thoughts is this movie is very good. I went into this movie not expecting it to be very good, and then it was very good. <laughs> uh, Adam Sandler blew me away. I can't believe that man can act. Mm-hmm. I had no idea because, I mean, obviously everyone knows Adam Sandler, kind of a hack fraud. Um <laughs> If you haven't seen the Red Letter Media Review of Jack and Jill, it's a two-parter that's very good and sort of exposes a lot of Adam Sandler's very uh, shady movie production ideals and whatever, and how he sort of operates at Happy Madison. But like, wow, you get him in a movie that's well-written and well-directed, and all of a sudden he's like a real actor who's believable and very good and not making any fart jokes at all and not falling down, and Kevin James is nowhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just for that, it's it's wildly impressive uh, <laughs> to see Uncut Gems. There was not a single Kevin James in this movie. No Paul Blarts at all. <laughs> I didn't see Chris Rock even. No I was Chris like, Rock, this guy? No Paul Blart. Where's Rob Schneider? Yeah, no Rob Schneider. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's wild to just to to have a movie this good starring Adam Sandler. It seems impossible. Yep. Um, the only other movie where I've blown away by an Adam Sandler performance is uh, Punch Drunk Love, um, the Paul Thomas Anderson movie from 2002. Mm-hmm. He was a very good actor in that one. And actually, the Myrowitz stories, which came out two years ago, uh, Noah Baumbach movie. Oh, okay. He was good in that one as well. He gets in a big fight with Ben Stiller. They uh, they wrestle each other on the ground. Oh, Spoilers, nice. but yeah, they wrestle. <laughs> Spoilers for wrestling. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Adam Sandler has had some good performances before, so I went into it knew, knowing, but this was like way better than either of those, honestly. Both yeah. of them were good. This was like really good. Yeah. Um, really good. And the movie's great. I mean, I love the Safety Bros. I love Good Time. Um, it's one, it was one of my favorite movies in 2017. Mm-hmm. So I came into it like that was what I was excited for. I was like, yeah. it's a new Safety Brothers movie. I love it. Um, and it's... So a lot of people are describing this as anxiety-inducing. It very much is. Mm -hmm. For me, it wasn't because Good Time was way more anxiety-inducing for me, mainly because it deals a lot more with drugs, which is very anxiety-inducing for me Mm -hmm. um, in comparison to stuff like this. Um, Yeah, they're they're like anxiety. People say they have created the new genre called anxiety film, basically. Yeah. Um, And it's, God, it's good. It's so well, it's well-paced. I uh, great acting they kevin garnett was in this movie he was in this movie the weekend was in this movie he was also in this movie and both of i mean the weekend doesn't have that big a role but yeah. he's great in it kevin garnett's great in it like yeah that's what's crazy is because this honestly this feels like a movie where you would see the thing based on a true story in front yeah, of it right but, but it's, it's not, not. they just made this shit up they, and it's great they they like took some pieces of real life yeah and then to like build around it i watch interviews about it and like at first like the basketball player switched around a lot it yeah. wasn't Kevin Garnett at first it was Kobe Bryant actually mm-hmm. and Kobe like demanded too much or something and then they oh, moved on okay. to Kevin Garnett 
And they like, so this was originally like about betting on the Lakers games and not Celtics and all this stuff was happening. And yeah. It originally wasn't like NBA playoffs. It was just like regular season stuff. Mm-hmm. Like things changed a lot. It was like a living. This had been, I think start, they started writing this like over 10 years ago and it's like a living thing wow. that just like has changed throughout. So, the years. so over 10 years ago, was it still set in 2012? Um, I, no, that, that's, that's, it's like a yeah. living, breathing, changing thing. Like they like kept ch- as years went on, they're like, okay, we got to change it to this now or we yeah, got to change yeah. it to this. Um, and then the other person alongside Adam Sandler is Julia Fox, who is a first time actor, actor as well. Yeah. And who I also think did great. Yeah. Oh, and we should mention Adina Menzel, Elsa from Frozen. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, appears in this movie, not as Elsa. <laughs> no, I was like, why isn't she singing? Let yeah. It go. Hey, yeah. Hey, Elsa, why don't you let it go? <laughs> That's what he should have said to her. Yeah. <laughs> in the movie. Why don't you just let it go? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a good line. Uh, but yeah, she was great. Everyone was good in this movie. There wasn't someone I was like, this is bad. Yeah. Um, Tilda Swinton was also in this movie, but just her voice. When? Where? I don't know. I'm just reading oh, okay. the cast. It says um, Tilda Swinton, Anna, voice. Oh, okay. Who was... It was someone Adam Sandler was on the phone with. I can't remember. Uh, oh, was she was the the auction lady, right? Oh, yeah. Because he only talks to her on the oh, phone. Yes, we never yes. see her. Yeah. yeah. That would make sense. There have been a lot of like cameos, like voice cameos like that. Yeah. Like um, in... And in Knives Out, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is like an actor on TV that they're watching. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like there are a bunch of just weird voice mm-hmm. cameos. Just like this inserting year. your friends wherever you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is. I mean, go just go see it. Yeah, it's it's honestly hard to explain in, yeah. in general impressions. It's just good. It's a wild ride. You know, be ready for something that's very stressful to watch, but very fun. Oh yeah. Um, if you like, I mean, if you liked the year 2012, you'll like this movie. There's Here's a lot my of throwbacks. Thing. I didn't think there was that many throwbacks to 2012. Maybe yeah. it's because I don't follow sports. There were, I mean, it was mainly the music for me. The music. Yeah. And like the music in the club was just like what me and my friends listened to when we were in Yeah, I don't know. I guess, I guess I didn't pick that up because because most of the music in this music is just like synth wave, really heavy yeah. atmospheric stuff. Whenever they had licensed music, it was like from 2012, basically. Okay. So yeah. it was like, well, it makes sense. Except the credits, mu- the music, the song from the credits from like 2003 or something, and that song's fantastic, by the way. Yeah. Um, I I've, I've been jamming that song for a while now. Yeah, I I didn't get the strong sense of 2012 nostalgia from that this, I did. but it it ultimately <laughs> didn't matter because. It's the, not a movie. No, the time period really has nothing to do <laughs> yeah, with the no. movie. It's it could have been set in 2019. It would have made no difference. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. The uncut. These gems, they're uncut. Um, they are uncut. They uh, they were chiseled out of a little wall, and uh, mm-hmm. they were brought to us uh, in Spoiler Town, which is where we're going now. Oh yeah. Welcome to Spoiler Town. Welcome to Spoiler Town. Uh, I'm sure you've paused the podcast and seen the movie, and now you're turning it back on, as we always instruct you to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, So welcome. Um, Where to even begin? BB, you're going to have to take me on this journey, as it's been a while for me. That's right. So I don't even know where it started. Imagine in your mind an (laughs) African country. Oh, yes. That's where it begins. Uh, But what country? 
don't really remember. I can't remember either. I wish it's I not could. that important. It's, it's just not, like where the gem comes from. But it's where it from. starts. A dude broke his leg real bad. Oh, yeah. In the grossest scene Ew. in the movie. Not good. Um, and they're all rioting, and they're very mad at the people who run this, this gem mine mm-hmm. because the conditions are not safe. And while all of those people are freaking out, two dudes sneak into the mine. They're like, hey. We're going to get some of these uncut gems. Oh, yeah. And they chisel a little thing out of the wall, and they're like, this one's for Adam Sandler. <laughs> and we zoom into the gem with its beautiful spectrum of light and color. And now imagine, imagine a title, a credit sequence from the perspective of the camera in a colonoscopy. Yeah, let's not dance around <laughs> this. We do get the opening credits inside of Adam Sandler's asshole. <laughs> it is in his colon. We are inside of his butthole. Yep, he, we are in his intestines mm-hmm. going up and down. Wow. Yeah, all around really exploring uh, that lower intestine that Adam Sandler has. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, we literally zoom out and it's like, yeah, we're, we're uh, looking at the colonoscopy right yep. now. Uh, but I was like, I mean, it's a really cool title sequence. And you're like, yeah. this looks cool. It's very trippy. It really yeah. sets the tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then before you know it, <laughs> you're in a butthole. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's Safety Brothers style is like trippy. Yeah. Good time. It was very trippy mm-hmm. graphically as well. So um, I was expecting that. And it was cool. It's always cool looking. Yeah. And unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we start. I mean, we get right into Howard. Yeah, Howie. we literally get right into Howard. Uh, he's a fast-talking uh, Jewish jewelry store owner mm-hmm. uh, who lives on Long Island. Shout out to Long Island. That is where I saw this movie over break mm-hmm. uh, with my father. And uh, he works in New York City in the Diamond District, which is, according to my mother and grandmother, the best place to buy diamonds. <laughs> okay, um, good review. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine they're the cheapest there or something. But yeah. I guess all the best jewelers are in the the Diamond District okay. in New York City. Makes sense. Yeah, it is uh, the Diamond District is where like my mom got her engagement ring okay. or the diamond for her engagement ring and okay. everything. Go there, go there to get your engagement. Yeah, rings. go check it out. Don't. Buy from Howie. Don't buy from Howie. <laughs> but whatever you do, don't buy from Howie. I mean, Howie's got a freaking diamond-plated Furb, Furb. Oh, he does Furby. have a... What is it called? A bedazzled Furby. Furby. <laughs> um, Which is fantastic. Yeah. It's, and Kevin it, Garnett is very... He iconic. likes it a lot. Yeah, he does like it a lot. Um, so he owns this jewelry store, and it's really high-end, and uh, he has this dude whose name I forget whose whole job is to just get his rich and famous friends to come into the jewelry store to buy Damani, stuff. Damani. Tamani, yeah. Um, Played by uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Yes. And so big news, Kevin Garnett, he wants to come and check out some jewelry. Oh, boy. At this jewelry store. He's stopping by before a big game, mm-hmm. before a playoff, the beginning of a playoff series yeah. against the, the Philadelphia, I think. Doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah. He wants to stop by. Uh, I mean, I guess we get Adam Sandler right before this. Adam Sandler makes bets um, that ex- that uh, establishes that he's a betting man. Yeah, he uh, people are calling him and you know, where's my money, Howie, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. So you you very quickly get the sense <laughs> this guy that, owes money. <laughs> yeah, he owes money to people. He loves gambling. He's mm-hmm. probably addicted to gambling, mm-hmm. um, and he. Uh, yeah, he's just like a fast-talking dude. He's constantly on his phone, moving around, trying to sweet-talk people into getting more money so mm-hmm. he can bet on more stuff. Yeah. 
basically always like, I, I'm going to get you the money. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. Like, I got, I got your money. I got, I got it right I got here. It, I yeah. got it right here. <laughs> I'm holding it. Um, uh, but yeah, I will say to, to say something else. I've, Recently found out via a Reddit post that this is like the one, the movie with like one of the most amount of f bombs. Yes, I didn't even notice it. That me too. That's the thing is yeah. it has the fifth most f words in all of movies. Mm-hmm. Wolf of Wall Street, I think, is like number three. Mm-hmm. And, um, then the, and then the other three ahead of it were like movies specifically made to yes. like be on this list. Yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, but it has a lot of f words. I also didn't really notice it. Uh, and I think a lot of the people who are complaining about it, there are a lot of people who are saying, oh, it's so vulgar. They're just saying the F word just to say it. And I'm like, have you ever been to New York? They're saying the F word because it, because it's, <laughs> it's it's like a comma to these people. Yeah, they're, it's who they are. Like, yeah. they're New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they say the F word a lot. They're, they're just being real. Mm-hmm. Real to who the people are. Yeah. And I guess that's why I didn't notice it because I was like, uh, the, it felt natural yeah, to the character. It, it felt like that's what these people do. And it didn't that's feel they like talk. they were saying it just to say it. It yeah. was part of their way of speaking. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, he, Kevin Garnett is in his store and, um, geez, he wants to buy some, he wants some things. He, uh, he, he doesn't really know what he wants. I guess he's just looking at a whole bunch of stuff. And as they're examining all the, the Furbies, and watches like fake Rolexes. I think he has mm-hmm. a, a special package arrives, Uh-oh. and here are uncut gems Uh-oh. from Africa. And he opens them up, and oh right, Kevin Garnett doesn't really want to buy anything because the that's right. When he's coming in, the dudes who are like roughing up Adam Sandler are also mm-hmm. there. Yep. And Kevin Garnett's like, "What the fuck's up with those guys? I'm yeah. not. I don't want to deal with that. I don't right. know what you're got going on here." Yeah. By the way, like the whole t- like <laughs> explaining this like literal linearly is like weird because during the movie everything's like happening at once. Like yeah. people are talking over e- lines are happening over That's each other. Conversations is, are happening together. I would say maybe the first thirty minutes of the movie. All the dialogue is overlapping. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the like biggest anxiety inducing things at the beginning is mm-hmm. just like everyone's talking at once. Like it's so fast paced. People want to get like deals done. They want to do yeah. like everyone's moving. Everyone's saying something all at the same time. All this stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's very stressful to watch, even though some nothing really overtly stressful has really happened yet. It's just it's we, loud. <laughs> yeah, it's loud. It's in your face and we know something bad is coming because these dudes are trying to shake down Adam Sandler for all the money he's worth. Mm -hmm. And uh, he gets his package. He opens it up. He looks in the package. uh, There's a fish. (laughs) There's actually multiple fish. And one of the fish has the the rock in it and he goes holy fucking shit i'm gonna come <laughs> an amazing line yeah what a great delivery on that yeah. holy fucking shit i'm gonna come because uh, yeah. he got his, love that. <laughs> his priceless uh gems his priceless uncut gems mm-hmm. and he's kg you gotta see this you you're gotta gonna love this it. kg you gotta see this it. he does love it uh unfortunately for all of us (laughs) for everyone involved kg does love those gems yeah he just tells the whole story of how he got the gems basically how much Mm -hmm. they're worth yeah and uh kg's like i need this i need these he breaks the uh the glass case but uh how he's like these aren't for sale these aren't this isn't for sale yeah 
Um, Why the fuck did you show it to me then? Yeah, exactly. You're not going to sell it to me. Exactly. Like, oh, Kevin, you don't understand I felt, how this works. I fell for Howard in that moment. He was just so excited about the thing he just got. But. Yeah, and he wanted to share it with everyone. Yeah. And also, he keeps telling Kevin Garnett not to lean on the glass. Yeah. Uh, KG, don't lean on that for me. Yeah, don't lean on that for me. And then he um, then it breaks. He's yeah. like, I told you not to lean. Told you he, not to lean. He looks so intensely into the into yeah. the opals, the black opals, that yeah. he just shatters the display case. <laughs> yep. So they make some sort of deal where KG gives him his championship ring. Gives Well, Howie. he doesn't even give him the championship ring. Ke- Kevin Garnett essentially says, I need this. I yeah, need to take get, this yeah, with me. Yeah, just it's like a borrowing type thing. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, to make sure that you give that back to me, I'm, I'm taking your yeah. ring. He gets collateral yeah. with the championship ring. And mm-hmm. that was the first moment in the movie where I'm like, don't do that. Yep. <laughs> Why are you doing that? The moral of this movie is never lend anything to Kevin Garnett. Yep. You won't get it back. Kevin Garnett loves keeping things. He will he's take a rich your man. shit. Yeah. He's a rich man. He can have anything, but... But he can't have those gems, yeah. and that's why he wants them so bad. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even care. He leaves his earrings there. Oh, yeah. His huge diamond earrings. He's like, I don't need them. Yeah, you keep them, man, and he just leaves. I got a, ja- I got a big-ass rock. Yeah, I got these rocks now. <laughs> My lucky rocks. My lucky rocks. Uh, and Kevin Garnett does a great job in all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get like our first, like the there a lot of the action scenes in this are Adam Sandler watching sports. Yes, which I thought found was hilarious as someone who likes watching sports mm-hmm. and has bet on sports before, and it is a lot like that. Yeah. Uh, well, it's funny because he gets the championship ring. He immediately pawns it. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is another terrible idea. And then immediately changes his bets. Yeah to all Kevin Garnett because Kevin, Kevin Garnett's, Garnett's got the gonna, magic rock now. He's going to win the tip. He's going to get this many points and rebound. Like mm-hmm. he just changes all of them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then he, I mean, we get this whole scene. Is this like the first scene with his family? I think so. Yeah. Well, cause he, he goes to Julia, Julia Fox's character is living in his New York apartment mm-hmm. and we see her first. She's taking pictures of the weekend. Cause I guess she's like an aspiring photographer or something. Mm-hmm. All of her girlfriends are there, I guess, partying it up. Mm-hmm. And she's, oh, we didn't have a party. <laughs> it looks like a party. <laughs> um, but yeah, he we we established that he's dating the girl who works at uh, his his jewelry store. Yeah, and then we meet his family on Long Island. Uh, his wife Adina Menzel and his shitty children. Yeah, basically his wife who clearly hates. <laughs> Hey, she Howard, hates they're about him. to get divorced. Yeah, it's and their marriage. It's marriage story. We yep. we are introduced to them. <laughs> It'd be funny if we just yeah. it just led into marriage story. <laughs> this is the there. prequel to marriage story. Yeah, <laughs> this is why they wanted to get divorced. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the yeah, his son is like just like him. <laughs> oh my god, his yeah. son is the most Long Island son I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> is that just like you, BB? No, <laughs> <laughs> it's well, it's weird because his son looked Italian, but they were very Jewish. Mm-hmm. Maybe Adina Menzel was supposed to be Italian. Yeah, maybe. Um. Yeah. No. The like dirt stash. The slick back hair. He's got oh, yeah. the fucking basketball hoop in his room. That's that's the most Long Island shit. Yeah. And he's super like into his dad's bets. Like and he's super into sports. Yeah. Yeah. His dad's telling him all his bets, and mm-hmm. he's like, oh. And he bet too. He bet yeah. on the game as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as a as an underage person. Yep. <laughs> somehow bet on the game. Uh, but yeah, we get this uh, whole thing where he's watching the game to make sure he's won this some big money. But he won't. He won't say goodnight to his son because he's wa- got to watch the game. And his Dina Menzel lets him hear it. She really <laughs> gives it to him. Oh yeah. Um. And then I think he found he he's watching it like in the cab, right? And that's when well. He's- no, he uh 
he's in the bed with his son, right? Yeah, and then but then he oh, but then he does get in the cab. Yeah, yeah, he eventually gets in the cab, and I think it's because his wife's upset. Yes, and he's like, okay, I'll just go down. Or this was no, this is a different night. Um, so he had yeah, yeah, he's in the. But cab. this is this is the first big game that he's bet yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and everything's going well. Uh, KG is playing his heart out, and he's winning all his bets. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, he won. He won big. Um, he hit big. He hit absolutely big. Which yeah, it, I mean, he put it on a parlay, and like doing sports betting, he put on a parlay with a lot of money already, and uh, he turned that into all yeah a shit ton of money. Probably. Yeah, I don't know anything about sports betting, but I could tell like through the movie. That's the other thing about this movie that's good is you don't have to know anything about sports or bets or anything. Mm-hmm you get what's going on. Yeah. He won a lot of money. He won a lot. lot, a lot of money and he's in the cab and he's talking to the cab driver being like, ah, oh, just hit really big. Mm-hmm. Oh man. <laughs> and then we get that like horny scene with Julia Fox where he pretends he's like, yeah, not there that yet. I want to talk about. That is a really, <laughs> really bizarre scene. Yeah. <laughs> where Adam, yeah. So Adam Sandler, like his girlfriend isn't back at the apartment yet. And he like fakes, He's he's like, yeah, I'm still on my way. Yeah, I'm I'm in the tunnel or whatever. And yeah. she's like, oh, so you're really close. And he hides in the closet. Yeah. And she gets back and like gets on into her lingerie. Yeah. And, and he's just watching her from yeah. the closet. I was like, is this <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah. yeah. It's it is super weird because it's like, what is he doing? Because like, yeah, because it was for a surprise in the end. I guess this is just hit like how he gets turned on. Yeah, that's the only thing because no normal person Being would just do that. A voyeur. <laughs> yeah, he's just watching his girlfriend sort of walk around mostly take, naked. Yeah, take pictures and send it to him. Yeah, while he's in the closet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then eventually gets out and they have sexy time. Oh yeah, they bang. We don't see it, but. They definitely they bang. bang. Yeah. I hope they actually banged in real life. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd, that'd be, be great nice. for Adam Sandler. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was part of the, their relationship was so gross because he's so old. And yeah, I know. Adam Sandler and she's super hot. <laughs> yep. Um, God, what happens next, BB? Take me on the journey. Oh, man. The journey continues because he hits big and he's so hype about hitting big. Uh, but he's got to go to his fucking dumb daughter's school Stupid. play. So, like, come on, school I just hit play. Big. He hit big. And now you're gonna make me watch <laughs> this dang play with my stupid daughter God, in it. Come on. Oh yeah, we should mention by the way that he's still being tailed by those people yeah. who are who they, he they, he owes them some money. So they're yeah, following he him owes around. them some money, and these two guys who are kind of the muscle for this weird mafia uh, are are tailing him. Mm-hmm. And they also show up to the school play. I guess they're fans of the arts. Yeah. Because um, they also showed up to the play. Yeah. And then they uh, they talk for a little bit outside. Mm-hmm. Adam Sandler's like the one who initiates the fight, really. He, like, he's the yeah. first one to throw a punch, I remember. Or he pushes them into the lockers oh, yeah. or whatever. And, and he runs away. Yeah. It's over for him. He, he gets kidnapped. Yeah. They put him into the big car. Mm-hmm. He goes, I told you wouldn't like how things were going to go, Howie. Do you like how things are going? <laughs> yep. Uh, and him being like, no, don't worry. I hit big. I hit really big. He didn't. Turns out he didn't hit big. Turns out he didn't hit big. <laughs> didn't, didn't hit very were, big, did he? They were tailing him around and they were yeah. like, oh, you're not going to bet that money you owe me. You're not yeah. going to bet it. We're, yeah. They, the, the money he should have used to pay off the debt initially, he used to bet more. And they stopped the bet because they're like, you, you owe me this money. You're not going to bet it. Yeah. So they stopped the bet. They stopped the bet. They collected whatever money he used to bet. 
Uh, and so all the all of his winnings were nothing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, he was upset. I would be upset. Yeah, I would be yeah. upset too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'd be upset if that was the people who stopped the bet too, because I'd be like, Yeah, oh, I'd be like, God damn it, this could have been over with. Oh, I could have had so I much mean, money. <laughs> two, two of those dudes definitely just liked beating the shit out oh, of yeah, Sandler. No doubt. The so, muscle guys are just yeah, <laughs> they loved it. They they did not like him, and they were down to beat him up. Yeah, and they tie so they like it ends with them like putting it taking off his clothes and putting them in his own trunk the trunk of his own car yeah and uh yeah his wife has to come out and (laughs) get him out of the trunk yeah how did he get his phone i guess they left him with his phone yeah they left him with his phone okay um because i'm pretty sure they were fine with like him just getting out of the the trunk yeah yeah, just like being not having any clothes and yeah yeah being in this trunk um and of course his wife's pissed and is just like i don't just I mean, come watch this play. Yeah, she's like almost not even phased. Yeah. She just opens the trunk and it's like, oh, he's naked in there. <laughs> Whatever. Again. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and I, Adam Sandler's like, it's fine. It's fine. Don't yeah, worry. I got, fine. It. I got it under control. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, God, yeah, this movie's so fast paced. It's just like. Yeah, it really kicks yeah. it into high gear. And at this point, uh, I don't even remember. He's, he has to get the the rock back from Kevin Garnett because oh, yes. the next morning they have to bring it to the auction house or else it won't be put up for auction. Mm-hmm. And he needs to make his million dollars off these gems. Oh, yeah. And Damani is... Uh, it, it brings some uh, sad news that Kevin Garnett is going to keep that gem. He performs so well. It's his good luck charm. He's, yeah, he doesn't want to give it up. He's not going to give that thing up. Which is... Never going to give it up. S- Never, never gonna let it down. Yeah, <laughs> never gonna run around or hurt you. <laughs> um, yeah. So this was the first scene that really made me mad at Kevin Garnett. I was like, oh, "Yeah, you agreed nine a.m. the next morning, Kevin KG KG. How are you gonna agree to that kind of thing and then not bring the rock back? KG, come on. He just doesn't show up, and then of course his friend shows up, and he's like, "Oh, KG's at practice, and mm-hmm. he still has the rock." And Adam Sandler's like, well, we're going to Philadelphia. We're We're going to Philadelphia right now to Mm -hmm. go to their practice place. That's two hours. Yeah. No, we're going. He played for the Celtics, right? Yeah. That's a Boston team. Uh, But they were playing in Philadelphia. Yeah, it was their practice space. Against Philadelphia. So they were playing against Philadelphia. So they were practicing in Philadelphia. I see. While this series was in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And then it moves to Boston towards the end of this movie. But it's Philadelphia at this point. Yep. Um, where yeah, K- KG. I mean, he goes to practice with Damani, and he shoots. He shoots some <laughs> yeah. hoops. He's like, oh, I gotta he's shoot like, some hoops. Oh, look at me! This is where the big boys play. And he's bouncing <laughs> the ball around and shooting hoops. And Damani just uses this to like run away, run away, <laughs> and like you know, it's like wait, wait, Damani. That's so fucked up. I know. It's the second time he completely got fucked by these dudes. Yeah, and he like explains it off later. Damani's just like, dude, I don't want you in there. Like, you're gonna ruin my rep with these people. Yeah, yeah, basically. Which is still a shitty thing. Like, because yeah. I thought what was gonna happen is he was gonna go in and just do the power move of like, oh, I'm allowed in, but you're not allowed in. Mm. But then he doesn't come out. I thought he was gonna come out with the gem, but no, he nope. just straight up. Just and he, Adam Sandler has to take a bus home. Yep, <laughs> all the way from Philly. Oh yeah, um, and. This was the weekend, then the weekend's performance. Yes, right? this is, we come up on the weekend because that's the next place Damani is going to be. And Damani says, I have it. I have the the rock. I have the stones. 
So I'll give it to you when we see each other next, and the next time will be the weekend concert at this nightclub. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which his his girlfriend is also at Blood by Julia Fox. What's her name again? Julia. Yep, of course. <laughs> it was easy. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, this was the most 2012 nostalgic part for me. That, yeah, it does make sense. Just because of the music, um, the club vibes. The weekend was something me and my friends liked a lot at that time, actually. I didn't even know the weekend was a thing back in 2012. Yeah, he's very popular now. Every like I knew him because he was good like he was under drake's record label and i was very into drake back then i see it has completely (laughs) are you not still into drake now it's completely different now i actually fucking hate drake now oh wow but back then the take care when take care came out i loved drake it was like one of my favorite albums um i think if i re-listen to take care i wouldn't agree with it right now but As a middle schooler, I loved Drake. And okay. Drake's friend was The Weeknd. The Weeknd was on some of the songs on Take Care. So that's how I knew who The Weeknd was and I listened to his album. Now yeah. The Weeknd is like a very popular pop artist. Yeah, well, the, the first time I heard him, because he he does the songs where he says one thing and that's uh-huh. the whole song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> He's like, I can't feel my, my face when, when I'm, I'm with you, but I love it. But, but I love it. And that's the whole song. <laughs> yeah. And then his other song, I'm a star boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, a motherfucking star boy that's uh, the song uh, uh. that song's good just because Daft Punk yeah well production. it's a Daft Punk song more than yeah. a weekend song exactly but um, yeah this uh, this was the most nostalgic part for me. it was a cool part um, but ap- apparently Damani still doesn't have the stones he just didn't bring them <laughs> <laughs> what is like, he doing <laughs> why are you here then oh I'm here to see the weekend perform <laughs> <laughs> He's like avoiding eye contact yeah. too. He's like, I'm here to see the weekend. And there, it was so like deflating that scene because you knew there was nothing Adam Sandler could do because the Bonnie brought his whole posse uh-huh. and Adam Sandler wouldn't be able to take them all on. Oh yeah. And he didn't have the stones anyway. I do want to say, I like how this movie handled this sort of celebrity type cameo with the weekend because yeah. it was like in most movies they would have him like clear and center on this camp, like in a, in a shot. Yeah. Yeah. We'd be able to like see him. He would have more lines, but he had like a couple lines. He, yeah. He's like, you never really see his face clearly. Cause we are in a nightclub. And mm-hmm. one of the scenes is him like trying to make out with Adam Sandler's yeah. girlfriend. Well, I will say what's interesting. And the reason I felt like this, this felt so much like a movie that was based on a true story, but wasn't is because you have those real life elements in there. And obviously when you, Usually when you have those kinds of movies, you don't have the place person playing themselves. Like Kevin Garnett was actually playing Kevin Garnett yeah. in this movie. Yeah. The weekend was actually the weekend. And so usually in these kinds of movies, the weekend would be cast as some other rapper from some other time or mm-hmm. something like that. And he'd have a prominent role. But no, this was it's literally just him doing probably what he was doing in twenty twelve. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wonder if that was hard for him. I wonder if he's so changed now. He's I know. He's like, like, oh, I, like I don't even know who that guy is anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's also like, I'm curious how, you know, Kevin Garnett felt doing the role. Yeah. And, I I, I want to believe Kevin Garnett isn't as big of a douchebag as his character in this movie. Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious how like he felt taking on that role and sort of being this really kind of vapid, selfish sort of dude not yeah. that adam sandler's character was a good guy but yeah it's funny because like in interviews there was like an i think on the jimmy kimball show there was an adam sandler and kevin garnett 
interview mm-hmm. and Adam Sandler acts like as starstruck as his character in Uncut Gems about KG. All the oh time. yeah. He's just like, yeah, I loved working with KG so much. I, I tell all my friends like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I play hoops with him. <laughs> stuff, but I'm yeah. Just that like, is wow. exactly how his character acted. Well, yeah, that's probably why it worked so well. Yeah, I guess so. Him being like, oh, I know that guy. He was in my jewelry <laughs> store. <laughs> exactly. I know KG. Yeah. KG. He loves me. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And the same thing with the weekend who plays like kind of a huge asshole in this movie. I'm curious how much of that was real or if they had to get him to that place or something. Yeah. Because he goes to the bathroom with Julia mm-hmm. and uh, she says no touching. No touchy touchy. Yeah. I like Adam Sandler. Yeah. I really that, like Honestly, like that's surprising. Jack cause... and Jill's my favorite movie. No touching. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Jack and Jill? <laughs> the weekend. <laughs> Come on. No touching. <laughs> um, but then there's a little bit of touching. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, bit. he straight up puts her hand on his dong, mm-hmm. which is apparently very big. Oh, yeah. she She's impressed by it. She is impressed by the man's dong. Mm-hmm. He's hanging dong. And uh, Adam Sandler is not too happy about it. Oh, no, not at all. He he heard that she went into the bathroom with the weekend, mm-hmm. apparently just to do cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure if he had heard that, he would have been fine with it. Yeah, but uh, he's upset. Yeah. Um, and he actually hits the weekend, which yeah. is a funny tidbit that I like telling people. And then the weekend hit back. Yes. And all his boys hit back. I mean, if you ever want to see the weekend and Adam Sandler fight, this Here's is the only chance. movie the only movie where the weekend and Adam Sandler, it's like ad astra is the only movie you're gonna see brad pitt fight a monkey yeah exactly uh this is the only i'm movie sure you'll be see. able to eventually like he'll do some weird yeah weird planet of the apes thing where uh, he's see that, fighting, yeah. a mo- fighting a monkey um i expect brad pitt to be acting until he's like 100 oh absolutely he, and he'll look the same the whole time oh yeah he no won't doubt. age at all no doubt um but yeah, that was hilarious. I, I loved seeing them fight and mm-hmm. like Adam Sandler's pissed. Yeah. He's real pissed. And they get into this whole, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is honestly their whole fight down the street. Yeah. Walking down the street and yelling at each other and yeah. the like, it's really honestly impressive the range of emotion that both of them go through, especially Julia Fox, mm-hmm. um, like pleading for him to bring him back and then immediately like screaming at him again and then begging him again. And yeah, all, all this stuff in this one scene uh, as he walks to the cab and he gets in the cab and she's pulling the door open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and apparently a lot of that part was like, wasn't scripted. She was like yeah. getting out and getting front of the car and all that stuff wasn't scripted. I think there were like in that scene near the cab, there were people who were not act just like people in the street, like watching this happen. And they thought it was real. like, you can see some like stop and like stare at what's happening. Yeah, um, I, I can't. Could that possibly true? Because there would be like big movie cameras and lights and everything everywhere. Yeah. Um, that's what they said in, in something. Oh, okay. that's what the safety pillar said in something. I can't yeah. Remember. Well, I guess because they were they were probably filmed at like the middle of the night yeah. in New York. So, yeah, it might not have been as busy. Mm-hmm. A city that never sleeps. Um, true. Yeah. And then she has to go back into the club and all the people in line are heckling her. And she's like, well, at least I can like get into the club. If you guys are in line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, so they're they're in a big fight now. Adam Sandler doesn't want anything to do with Julia anymore. He wants her out of the apartment. Get out of the apartment. Yeah. Out. I want you out. Yeah, I want you out. 10 o'clock tomorrow. You <laughs> moved out of the apartment. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the next day, or does anything else happen before the next day? I don't think so. Yeah. Oh. oh. What's happening? Oh, God, my heart. Oh, John. What are you, are you uh, okay? Do you want me to call? Oh, uh, John. Call? I need... What? I need... 10 cc's of critics corner oh, oh here oh. we go well, I, I got him right here the big needle john I the big needle 
Oh my God. What is the critic score? What is it saying to you? Oh my God. It's it's in my veins now. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. All right. Um, All right. Let's, let's see what's coming. This, this review is now in my brain. Oh boy. It comes from Typhoon Lou. (laughs) (laughs) Ty Lou. Ty Lou, as they like to call him. (laughs) Typhoon Lou on Metacritic gave Uncut Gems one star. One star. And uh, one star out of 10, he reviewed it on Christmas Day. Oh, a Christmas Day review. He went to this movie on Christmas Day for some holiday cheer. Of course, and he didn't get it. He apparently did not. Um, It's a little short review, just a little one this week. Uh, But I I found it (laughs) fairly entertaining. Typhoon Lou says, probably the most stressful movie for my wife and I to watch in our entire adult life. Poorly written storyline filled with constant yelling and swearing. So bad we had to walk out halfway through the movie. We love Adam Sandler as an actor, but this movie was too ghetto, even for him. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) That's that. I was expecting to find a few of these where they're like, oh, a new Adam Sandler movie? I love the ridiculous six. Was that a hint of racism I smelled? Yes, no, this is also fairly racist. That's a racist review. Okay, nice. Um, there There are a few of those in here too. Where's Jack and Jill? Yeah. Where's Chris Rock? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin James isn't in this? That's as ghetto as I'll get. Where's Chris Rock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This movie is too ghetto. Chris Rock doesn't say the N-word as much as yeah. Kevin Garnett or his friends in this movie. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Also, a lot of these negative reviews are people who walked out. Almost yeah. all of them are. You're not allowed to review something until you have seen it in full. In yeah, I can understand saying, like, I don't like this, this isn't for me, and then leaving. You can walk out of a movie, but I don't know if you can review it. I don't like, know if you can go on Metacritic yeah. and say, I should be one of the people who posts a review yeah, here yeah. and affects the rating. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to imagine, because you, th- you assume Typhoon Lou went to his wife and he's like, oh, honey, it's Christmas. Do you want to go see a movie tonight? You want to go see a new Adam Sandler? Yeah, you want to see the new Adam Sandler flick? Like, he's so funny. He's such a fun. That'll put us in the holiday mood. <laughs> the holiday Grown spirit. Ups too. Grown Ups 2 was great. Yeah. And then, you know, he went into the theater and they had the scene where Adam Sandler's hiding in the closet and he was like, oh, shit, I do that. <laughs> Is this movie about me? <laughs> honey, we got to leave. We have to leave now. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> they found us out. <laughs> Ty Lu, come on. Ty Lu. There's also one I briefly want to mention. It's long and not that funny, but I thought it. <laughs> the first line is funny. Okay. Uh, this is Great Martin. <laughs> Steve Martin's brother. Yes. This Great is Martin. Steve, Steve Martin's alt account. Great, Great Martin. Martin. <laughs> he gave it zero stars. Um, and <laughs> the first sentence says, I'm so glad I saw Uncut Gems as my first movie of 2002 for the following reasons. <laughs> <laughs> a little typo there a very big time yeah 2020 is what yes. probably what he and meant. yes that is exactly what he okay. meant but he did say 2002 okay yeah um, i'm glad i saw it as my first movie yeah 2002 and then he, as well. he lists a bunch of snarky reasons why he thought why like good reasons to see the movie which are oh. all him. one of which is um this is the most stereotypical movie of the year in regards to new yorkers jews and or blacks <laughs> so a little more racism there yeah a lot of racist yeah. comments a lot of racists didn't like this yeah, movie as yeah, it turns out yeah geez yeah side, side note sidebar if we can it always has been weird to me that racists don't consider jews as white people yeah because yeah. like they are, they white, are people white people is the thing and it's hard it's, like 
It's because Jewish is also a race. But it's it's not. But it's, well, it is now because Trump signed that law, but it's a religion. Mm-hmm. You can, like, I consider myself culturally Jewish in the sense that I my mom's side of the family is Jewish. And so we have had a lot of exposure to that kind of stuff. I would say there's a certain level of, like, personality and humor and whatever that comes with being Jewish. But ultimately, it's a religion. Yeah. You know, it's First not. First and foremost. Yeah. So it's racists come on (laughs) we're white we can be white you can still hate us for being jewish but like why do you consider jewish people not white that's so weird yeah Yeah, put on your glasses i don't know it's hitler's fault yeah it is hitler's fault Hitler's fault. that motherfucker (laughs) hitler's always doing that stuff that wacky guy such a little wacky guy played (laughs) by taika watiti what a minx yeah um but yeah that's the uh that's what the the big critics. Okay, everyone. Glad to know. Yeah, good they, to know. They didn't like this movie because it was too stressful and, and too Jewish. Slash black. <laughs> it's too ghetto. Yeah. What is this? I hate yeah. ghetto. Well, flex. then we find out in this movie that there are black Jews in Africa. Yeah, and they're the ones who have the gems. Yep. The the black opals. Yeah. Um, the next thing I remember having in this movie is like the family dinner. Is the that Passover right? party? Yes. The Passover party. Um, and it's a very authentic Passover party. Uh, and this is where we find out that Arno uh, <laughs> is the dude who's been threatening this whole time is Adam Sandler's brother-in-law. Yep. <laughs> which is so weird. And uh-huh. they almost like you. It's kind of like a blink and you miss it thing uh-huh. where you're like, wait, that's hold that's on. The guy. That's the guy who was like beating the shit out of him in the car. Yeah. He's his brother-in-law. And you get that moment where he's like, where Adam Sandler's coming out of the bathroom and Arno's coming in. And yeah. it's like, that's the moment where it's like, oh, they are related. Yeah. And this is the dude. And he's upset and he still wants his money. Yeah. <laughs> but they're at a nice family function. Yeah. So they have to be civil. Oh, yeah. Um, it was also sort of put out there that like Arno isn't Jewish. And so the family doesn't totally trust him. I think that there was sort of a thing in that sense. Okay. Because uh, I think he said you know, Merry Christmas instead of Happy Hanukkah or something like okay. that. Or maybe he said Happy Holidays instead of Happy Hanukkah or mm. no, obviously not Hanukkah. It's Passover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Come but, on. Come yeah. on, baby. Yeah. What, whatever it is, he's he's part of the family. He's kind of an outsider. And I guess that's how Adam Sandler met him and started taking money from him. Yeah, I guess so. Not realizing that his brother-in-law was like a mob boss. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I mean, they watch more. What happens here? They watch more sports here. They do watch more sports. And There's they're no all bad on it. Yeah. And that's where he's bragging to everyone that he knows Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Everyone's like, you know, Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Oh, right. And the one, one of his nephews or something is like, oh, I love him. Can I, can you get me his autograph yeah. or whatever? Um. Yeah. And I don't know what else. Is there any like, that's like kind of a setup for something Yeah. Well, the, the other major thing that happens in this scene is Adam Sandler's wife, Adina Menzel. Oh, she yes. tries on her bot mitzvah dress, mm-hmm. which still fits and everyone's losing their mind. Cause like, how is that even possible? Mm-hmm. And Do, then are you, you're familiar with bar and bot mitzvahs. Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're 13 when that yes, happens. Yeah, the yeah. fact that that dress still fit is bizarre. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and it does. She must, yeah. she must have, she must have, been a grown up by 13 yeah she she finished growing she finished puberty i also i was six foot when i was 13 i'm now six foot holy shit i'm now six foot three are you really yeah six foot two and three two thirds i don't i have trouble because we're like the same height aren't we I don't know. I haven't. I'm I'm only six feet tall. Really? Yeah. Hold on. At the doctor, they told me I'm six foot two and two thirds. Okay. We're going to put the microphones right down and (laughs) hold on. (laughs) I got to take my headphones off. 
let's see. Oh, yeah. What do you yeah. know? A little, a little taller. bit taller. A little bit taller. Okay. I don't know if you guys... I'm a little bit taller. John is a little bit taller than me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you're like the same height as my dad. Yeah. By the, by eighth grade, I was fully six foot two and two thirds. I have not grown since like eighth grade. Okay. That's wild. Yes. I... I, th- I think I stopped growing in like college, okay. so I, I was not that quick. Well, it's same with my little brother who is six foot four or what six foot fuck? five. He is 15 years old and he is taller than me. Jesus. And He's goddamn Italians. He was he was like six foot three when he was in eighth grade. So. That's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's too tall for eighth grade. Yep. Um, and then you got my other brother who's very upset that he is, I th- think, under six foot. When both me and my brother. Oh, wow. He he drew the short end of the stick. And my dad is also over six foot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All the, all the men in my family are over six feet tall. I think I'm one of the shortest. Oh yeah. Just by like a few inches. Cause my dad is six, two, my grandpa, my dad's side, I think was like six, three or six, four. Mm. My grandpa on my mom's side was six, something like six, one or something. So, Hmm. Well, this is exactly how all Uncut Gems reviews go. Yes, Everyone talks we, about we have heights. to break down our heights and our genetics. <laughs> yep. We um, have to have revelations about our heights. And then another great scene takes place where Howie's like, Howie doesn't want the divorce to happen. He's Yeah, yeah. He's, he's having second thoughts because his uh, girlfriend or Julie is like blackmailing him over the phone or something. Yeah. I didn't quite catch what was going on there. Well, he, yeah, I mean, he's also still mad about the weekend. I yeah, guess. yeah. Um, so he's just, he's kind of done with Julia. He's done with, he doesn't want to do any of this crap anymore. Yeah, he's, this is the moment where he's like, I'm definitely way in over my head. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah. And so he's going to try and put his life back together and try and be normal again. But, and the great realistic part about this movie is it hap- that happens like multiple times. And then he almost immediately falls back into yeah. like what he was doing. He, he slides back into his addiction and everything, yeah. which is so, yeah, it's, it's very real and very yeah. tragic to watch uh-huh. because you see, he has multiple points where he could be done mm-hmm. and, and he's never done. And there are multiple points where the audience can take a breath and he takes a breath and he's like, what am I doing? Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, right back to it. Yeah. And so, yeah, him, I guess part of the reason they're getting divorced is because she knew about Julia and his affair with her. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to convince her that it didn't mean anything. It never meant anything. And she just laughs in his face. Yep. Which is hilarious. (laughs) Because he has a stupid face. (laughs) Your face is so stupid. And like, you're the most annoying person I've ever met. You're the most annoying person I've ever met. I hate you. I never want to see you again. Yep. (laughs) You're just like, oh, (laughs) there is no chance. Yeah. This this is this is not turning around. Marriage story. You're like, maybe there's a chance in this one. No, (laughs) (laughs) not at all. Um. Yeah, so I was, I was like, okay, I'm not, that's not happening. <laughs> and he's right back to yep. his other stuff. Yeah, uh, and it's at that point, he's he's just getting ready for the auction. No, he gets the gems back because KG brings them back to his jeweler, finally. Yes. And, uh, uh, and they have that whole scene where, like, the door is Yes, jammed. the door won't open. The, the lock is broken, and he yeah. has to get the file in there to try and get the mag lock and to work. And they're all work. just so mad. They're like, open the door, man. Yeah, like, like, let me out. And he's like, I'm trying, KG. Yeah. I'm trying. Is that what New Yorkers are like? Like, as a person, if the door is stuck, I'm, like, understanding, and I'm not, like, upset. I don't, and I'm, like, I don't think that's necessarily a New Yorker <laughs> okay. thing. I think that's more Kevin Garnett's already pissed yeah. because he tried to return it before, and he didn't have the oh, ring. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one thing. Uh, I would like to point out for all my fellow Long Islanders, uh, in this movie, 
Kevin Garnett comes to return the gems and Adam Sandler doesn't have the ring because he pawned it and he forgot to pick it up mm-hmm. or, or like return the money to get it back. And he goes, I left the ring in Long Island. And everyone's like, you left the ring on Long Island? <laughs> uh, it's not in Long Island. If you're from Long Island, you say it is on Long Island. Okay. that is. So that was a little thing where I was like, if someone from Long Island on this movie had seen that, oh. they, they would have caught that. Well, yeah, because you can't be in an island. Yeah. You're obviously on it. You're on the island. <laughs> um, I can be in New York. But I can't be in yeah. Long Island. You can you can be in the city. You can't be on or you can't be in Long Island. You're on Long Island. Okay. Uh, so Adam Sandler fucked it up. Bad movies. You're right. It's bad movie. Uh, really not accurate. I'm racist now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he. This is like the second time, right? That Kevin Garnett's trying to return it. Yeah. Basically. And he has the ring again, and they do the exchange. Because and, the, I mean, the whole point. The whole point is Adam Sandler convinced him because he's like just just. Go to auction, just bid on it. Yeah, because Kevin Garnett brings uh, like 175000 mm-hmm. cash to just buy the the thing. And Adam Sandler's convinced how he's convinced that it's worth a million at least. Oh, yeah. Um, according to a lot of other people, it's not. Apparently. Yeah, according to literally everyone who's not him, it's not worth a million dollars. Yeah, and he's like, I worked so hard for this. Yeah, you spent $100,000 to get that rock. Mm-hmm. And he barely made a profit. Well, I wouldn't say barely, but in in the terms of what he was supposed to get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, and next is like the auction scene, basically. Mm-hmm. And he plan. I mean, his so his family member comes. I don't know what. Because they wanted related. to meet Kevin Garnett. Yeah, they wanted to meet Kevin Garnett, but I don't know how they were related. I can't remember. But. Yeah, it was it was some just like uncle or he's like, I need you to do me a favor and I need you. I know KG's going to, if someone else is bidding, I know he'll go over his budget. I know he'll go over 175. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he wanted to get it up to 200,000. Yeah. And Um, so they kept bumping it up. They're bidding KG's bidding and they get it up to 175, which was the KG's original limit. And his his finance person kind of talks him out of it. Yeah. And they end up spending $195,000 <laughs> on the thing that he already owns. Yep. Um, just right back to him. Yeah. Um, and, he's, and he just has to tell like his family, member, I'll get you the money back. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he's going to get that money yeah. now. And he has to wire transfer it back to him. Yep. Uh, and the poor nephew just has no idea what's going on. Like, oh, Jimmy KG is very nice, right? You got the autograph. <laughs> yeah. The yep. son's just getting in the car. Yep. Um, yeah. And then the so now they find they want the those guys want the money from mm-hmm. Ar- Arno and all and his two muscles. They want some money. Um, and they they hurt him a little bit. How does he get hurt again when they're when he's running in the park? He like they punch him or something. They punch him in no. Well, first they throw him into the fountain. Oh I yes, think. and then they punch him in the face and he breaks his nose. Yeah. Um. So a lot. I mentioned that because a lot happened because like the next scene after all this happens is they're all back in his jewelry shop and he's like in the in his office just like yeah. Sobbing. I think this is, well because he's he's convincing Arno he's like I'm going to call Kevin Garnett yeah. right now I'm going to get him to pay the 175000 you'll have your money mm-hmm. and then shockingly after he gets beat up a little bit Kevin Garnett actually does call him back mm-hmm. and he's like what the fuck was that man bidding against me like what are you trying to pull yeah. and you know at that point if I'm Kevin Garnett I say fuck it but he really wants those gems it's because yeah so what's happening with Kevin is like the two games where he had the gems, he's just like popping off. Yeah, he's playing out of his mind. And then he doesn't have the gem anymore. And guess what? He is uh, 
He's sucking it up. Yeah, he's not doing great. The Celtics are starting to lose the series. Yeah. And there's a big game seven that night. So mm-hmm. he's like, if I get this gem, we win it. Yeah. And game seven, if you know sports, that's the final game. That's the game. <laughs> if you lose it, you're out. If you win it, you move on. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So KG's down. Obviously, mm-hmm. even though he's pissed at San- Sandler and he he wants the gems more than he hates Adam Sandler. Yep. So he's willing to bring 165, I think, this time. Mm-hmm. Cash in hand, just pay for it. Oh, we should talk about before this when he gets the great scene, which I referenced at the beginning of this podcast. Um, this is the scene, of course, where I was like, oh, he's really acting because <laughs> um, he comes back after getting the shit kicked out of him and he's so sad. Yeah. So he's crying. He's bawling his eyes out. He he finally feels the full weight of everything that he's been doing, and yeah. he's just completely like, what lost. What's wrong with me? What am yeah. I doing? Like, oh my god! And yeah, Julia's there, and they she wants forgiveness. Yeah, and in order to get forgiveness, it. she does get a tattoo on her butt of his name, <laughs> Howard. Yeah, it says Howie. Howie. Um, and he's, he's crying. He goes, you can't even be buried with me now. Which is like the most Jewish thing. Um, it's, it's just such a wonderful scene because he finally breaks and you're like, oh, he finally understands what he's done up until this point and uh-huh. how stupid he's been mm-hmm. just trying to pull all these insane deals and balance all this shit. But as I mentioned before, immediately that's forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> him him having any remorse or regret, immediately forgotten when, when he's talking to KG. Yeah, he he just completely works himself up being yeah. like, these guys don't know what they're fucking talking yeah. about. It's don't such a good that? moment. It's such yeah. a good moment. Because you can see the wheels turning and it's like, yeah. here's here's the gambling addict. Yeah. He's coming back. It's KG's like actually in his office now and he's like looking at, he's he like brings up the bets for some reason because yeah. he's just like, no, look at what these people think you're going to do. Yeah. Well, because Kevin Garnett's sort of asking him like, uh, you know, you how much did you pay for the gems? And he says 100000 He was like, why would you do that? You know, that's such a huge risk for something that clearly didn't pay off. And so he sort of uses the sports betting as an analogy being like, see all these people? Like, they don't think you're going to do well at all. Like, don't you want to say fuck those guys? <laughs> like, that's why I do what I do. Yeah. You know, because I... I want to come out on top. I can. I know what they don't, mm-hmm. and I have to take that risk in order to to get the thing that I want. Yeah, he's like, "Fuck those guys." I'm, yeah, I'm betting, and he's just like completely addicted to the thrill of uh-huh. of betting and all that. Oh yeah, and he bets on what are the three? Th- he bets on the tip. He bets again. on the he tip. Always off. bets on the tip. He bets on which is the riskiest one. Yes, for sure. because it's literally fifty fifty. Yeah, and like Kevin Garnett doesn't like you don't. When you're doing a tip in basketball, you don't want to win it. Like it's not something you want that badly. Honestly, yeah. you'd if you lose the tip, you're like, oh, the game's over. It's yeah. like, no, I lost the tip. I don't care. Yeah, he bet on layups, or not layups. Uh, he bet on just like points, rebounds. He bet on rebounds. It was like a combination of points and rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, he had to get a specific amount combined. It was like seven or something, seven rebounds or something like that. Yeah, it was. Some weird specific thing, and then it was just Celtics winning. Yeah, the overall winning the game. And I think it was like total points or something. Like they had to reach over a certain number of points. I can't remember. No, it was just Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett had to combine score a certain amount of points and rebounds. Okay, was the one. There was three bets. I remember. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he gives it to Julia to go to, um, what is it called again? Uh, Mohican Sun. Mohican Sun. Uh, it's a casino in New Jersey, I think. Yeah, New Jersey. Yeah. 
and he orders her a blade, a helicopter yeah. Uber, basically, which didn't exist in 2012. Actually, yes. so yeah, I've not I've accurate. Read. <laughs> it, it, blade didn't exist until 2014. Yeah. Again, they could have just set this movie in 2014, <laughs> but they didn't want. When Kevin been... Garnett wasn't playing in 2014. Oh, okay, that's the main. Re- actually, he was, but not for the Celtics. Okay, they probably want. I guess that's part of it. Is whatever basketball person they wanted, they wanted a year where they were in their prime or and, something. Yeah, when they were in the playoffs, yeah. he was never. I don't think he was ever in the playoffs when he was on the Brooklyn Nets. So. Okay. Not surprising. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he uh, yeah has Julia get sent over there and uh, Arno and his muscles are... Yeah, his all the boys show up yeah. at the jewelry store. Like, Where's the freaking money? Yeah, and he literally had the money and he hands it out the window yep. to her in the other office. Yep. And this is like the, the final, like, Maybe not the final act, but this is the climax. This is the climax. This is the this is the big thing. Which is what I, I've said to many of my friends who like sports, and I want them to see this movie. I'm like, you ever want to see a movie where the climax is someone betting on sports? Yeah, who's and watching a basketball what, game? Yeah, you ever want to? You ever want? Like all of my friends can relate to watching a basketball game. Yeah. and getting excited towards something. And that's the thing is like I don't even really watch sports, but I my heart was yeah. pounding. Oh, yeah. watching this basketball game at the end of this movie. Yeah, because you know how much is riding on it mm-hmm. and sandler's like locked them in t- into like the little area in between yeah so he's convinced them that the you know the money's on its way mm-hmm. that he didn't get cash that he was actually getting it transferred yeah. and so they wouldn't have it right away and then they basically force it out of him oh he did have the money and he just bet it yep and so they're leaving to go get uh julia to like get her to get the money and because the door is broken, he locks them in the sort of area between the store and the actual door to leave. Yeah. And the glass is bulletproof, which makes sense because it's a jewelry store. Mm-hmm. So they can't even shoot their way out. So all these dudes are just stuck in this hot little doorway section yep. while the basketball game is going on. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, it's I mean, the climax is him watching the basketball game and like. Or well, first it was Julia putting the money on it. Yeah, and then it's both. It's like cutting between him watching it and Julia watching it in mm-hmm. uh, at the Mohican Sun. Uh, it's great because she shares the helicopter with this super creepy yeah. old dude with yeah. like long hair and tinted sunglasses. Who actually helps her get yeah. out of there. Well, he's like, "Oh, baby, you're so hot. Why don't you come up to my room? I got the penthouse." And <laughs> yeah. she's like, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah. Um, but she does eventually yeah. so that she can that avoid dude is the, the unsung hero. Avoid Arno's uh some Arno's people. Yeah. Because um, she's sitting with like a nice man at the in the like betting area watching the game and yeah. he's explaining all the bets to her, which also helped me because I didn't yeah. totally understand. Yeah. Um Yeah, and then they're both just I mean, he I mean he gets the yeah, Adam Sandler even says it like this is the this is the biggest part, the tip, the tip. This is yep. the biggest part. He wins the tip and he's like, That was it, now we've got it. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. That was what we needed. And I agree with him. That was like the that was like the least the one that would fail most likely for him. Yeah. Was the tip because it's like such chance sometimes. Yeah, well that was the thing. The whole time I was watching the basketball game, I was like, Oh fuck, it's they like there's no way he can win. Like he's gonna lose. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna find out that the gem magic was bullshit and KG just is playing a bad game. Nope, he KG pops off. He pops off and they win mm-hmm. and but the whole basketball game is so like, oh, God, what's going to happen? Yep. And Julia's running around the casino trying to avoid Arno's guys. Yeah. Um, and they win. Yep, they do. They win. And KG gets the amount of points he needs. And Am Sandler is so excited. He's excited. He's made probably even more money than he did on the original game that he bet on. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't matter. No. Nope. So it turns out it don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. He... <laughs> 
Is it, it just immediately he gets shot in the head? Yeah, no, he uh, opens the door for them. They come in and the angry man shoots him in the face. Yep. And boy, does Arno feel stupid. He's like, why? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Arno's pissed. He's like, why would you do that? Yeah, why did you kill him? <laughs> like, that doesn't help anyone. <laughs> now you're going to be wanted for murder. Yep. Um, and yeah, he's going to be wanted for two murders because yeah. he then kills Arno. Yeah. And then the two muscle dudes just start smashing everything in the jewelry and store stealing and stealing everything. everything and and be like, this is how we get our money. Yep. Um, yeah. And Julia is able to escape Arno's people there and gets yeah. the money and gets into it gets into a limo. Gets into a limo. We don't know what happens to her. Nope. I assume she has the money. She Julia's the money. My person. guess is that she probably just gets away with it. Yeah. I think she like gets to have her own beautiful, wonderful Honestly, life now with millions of dollars. I don't because they both have the muscles have murdered people now, and I don't think yeah really, they're gonna and it's a jewelry store that almost certainly has security cameras. Yeah, so I don't think they're going to go after Julia for the money. Yeah. The only thing that would concern me is Julia doesn't know he's dead. Yeah. So she's definitely heading back to the jewelry store, mm-hmm. either that or the apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but either way, I think by the time she would get back, like those dudes would be out of there. Oh yeah. Like I wouldn't stick around. Oh yeah, No way. You just killed two people. Yeah. You killed two people and robbed the jewelry store. It's time to book it. Yep. So I'm, I'm in my head canon. She's okay. Yeah. I want to believe. Yeah. I ended up liking Julia by the end of this movie. Oh yeah. Um, me too. <laughs> Julia was just like a lovable idiot by the yeah, end. She's like awful. Yeah. Um, and like so wishy washy and grabbed the weekend's dick, but, <laughs> but you know, you know it, we would all grab the weekend's dick if we were in to that. Everyone else in this movie. <laughs> I mean, even I, if Adam Sandler was in that situation, he would have grabbed the weekend's yeah. dick. Like, yeah. come on, who wouldn't? Yeah. Oh, he certainly <laughs> would have. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then just like we began the movie inside of Adam Sandler, we once again go yeah. inside. Of we him. end it inside of a different hole Via of his. his bullet hole. Yeah, a bullet time. hole in his face. Yep. And that's when the early 2000s electro Euro electro pop begins yep. playing that I love. Yeah, it was it was just a wild ride yep. up to that point. And everyone takes a deep Ooh. breath out. Everyone in the All theater right. collectively. Yeah, it's over. Thank God. <laughs> yep. um, but yeah, it's it's just that character is so crazy and he felt so real the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the textbook definition of, you know, the flame that twer- burns twice as bright burns half as long like that's the whole movie yeah basically um um and there was like this guy definitely would have medical problems very soon he'd like mm-hmm. the, the colonoscopy thing which ties up pretty quickly because the doctor calls him he's yeah like, dr Collins, he's like yeah you're fine yeah that was the other thing i assumed i assumed the doctor was going to call back and be like yeah you have colon cancer you're going to yeah. die no no he's fine um, yeah and that's sort they, of i think they just wanted it all like the colon cancer was like hereditary thing. I think they wanted all his problems to be because of him. Well, that yeah, that's I think exactly what it yeah. felt like because at the end of the day, he dies and it was like for nothing but him being a greedy yeah. gambling addict piece of shit. Yeah. You know, it because it, it would have changed the context of his character. If he did get colon cancer, then he could have been like, well, I don't even give a shit. I'll keep bet- betting money because I'm going to die eventually yeah, anyway. Kind of Walter White it or something. Yeah, yeah. It would have become more of a Breaking Bad, whereas him being perfectly healthy and just choosing to do this shit anyway, knowing that it could get him killed is just sort of, yeah, that's him. Yeah, I like how they go out of the way to be like, no, he's perfectly healthy and fine. Like, yeah. It's just him. It's all, it's, yeah. he's making his every, life worse. <laughs> every bad thing that has happened to him is because of himself yeah. and no one else. Um, yeah. And I like the choice they made to have the bet hit and have him die. 
Like yeah. I thought for a sec, cause I knew they were going to be like, yeah, like the moral was going to be don't, don't bet and do this shit, obviously. Yeah. But I like how they, because that's how betting works. Like mm-hmm. you can hit a bet like that and that's what makes you keep going. Right. Yep. That's like, well, the cycle would have continued ultimately yeah. if, because he won and it, he dies at like probably what is the happiest moment of his entire oh, life. Yeah. Right. No doubt. Cause in his mind, he's like, Oh, I just, I'm going to pay these guys off now and I get to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be fine. Yep. And then immediately, bang. Yep. <laughs> no more. Dead. Super sad. And yeah. I, yeah. And I love the decision to kill him. Right. Just like immediately. Mm-hmm. It was just like it was real. Yes. Yeah. It was like, yep. That's what you. The dude was so done with being locked in that sweaty little box. Yep. Yep. Um. Um, and he wasn't like like Arno. I feel like was paying more attention to the game, and he was like almost rooting for him. So he was like, "Well, let's, yeah, let's just go. Let's well, just root." Yeah, for he him. was stuck in that situation. Yeah. The only way he's gonna get his money now is if the bet hits. Yeah, and the muscles just like I, it seemed like he didn't even like care about sports. Yeah, in general. I, just well, like, the muscle was care. the one explaining the game to him. Yeah, so I think he knew or cared about sports, but his thing was like, "This is not worth it. No amount of money is worth it. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking done with this dude." Yeah. Yep. Oh God! Great ending to yeah. a great movie. Like it's, the ending is yeah. one of my. The climax is one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. I and I don't even again. know if our conversation has like done it justice. I yeah. mean, hopefully you have seen the movie at this point. Yeah. But oh my God! Um, it's it's just it's not even a roller coaster. It's like a roller coaster that goes straight forward a hundred miles an hour. Yes, it's one of those with a infinite drop into the center of the earth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then when you come out the other end. You're in Adam Sandler's butthole. <laughs> <laughs> As always. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God, just a great movie. Great yeah. performances. Great writing. Great acting. Great everything. It just had it all. I guess this wasn't eligible for Golden Globes, now that I think about it. Yeah, maybe not. Um, but Oscar season, I'm hoping. I'm hoping yeah. it's somewhere. It's. I feel like it's got to be represented. Uh, only Only reason I could see it not happen is the Safety brothers are young boys. Yeah. Um, they're not that young. Young in comparison to other directors. Yeah, they're they're newer directors. Yes. You know, this is their second movie, but they they much like Adam Sandler, they hit big on this one. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and God, Adam Sandler for 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 best actor, please, like yeah. just give him a nom. I'm not saying he has to win. Oh just yeah, I don't I don't even know if he should win. But yeah. I, the fact that Adam Sandler did this movie is and did an amazing job with it is beyond comprehension. Oh yeah, he I think he definitely deserves a nom. Mm-hmm. Alongside like Driver and Joaquin Phoenix and yep. the many other. This is like such a stacked year yeah. for performances. So, mm-hmm. um, but and that's the reason Sandler could just not be nominated, unfortunately. But God, what a yeah, great yeah. movie. It is what it is. And uh, this is how we win. Oh, wait, uh, five stars, not five stars, four and a half for me. Yeah, four and a half for me as well. Four and a half stars for me out of five. Yep. And uh, until next time, don't bet on sports, you beautiful boys and girls.